0: Let's go! Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland. Oh he breaks! Oh. Oh. He's the worst. That's Red Raider, unbelievable! Oh. The sky. Let's meet today's
1: hosts. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into another installment of the Guns Up Nation podcast. I'm R.C. Maxfield alongside Tobias Bass down in H-Town. Tobias, it's been about, what, two weeks since we talked? How's the weather down there? Everybody wants to know.
0: It's good. still. It's still kind of warm. We had a couple of cold days, I guess, quote-unquote cold days. But it's it's pretty warm for the most part. I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm all right. You know, Brady kind of hits me off. Because he can't throw to anybody on this oh, team. Yeah, we're but, doing this
1: on Monday night after Tom Brady just threw a pick that sealed yeah, the Rams'
0: win. Two two picks. I lost by less than a point because he doesn't want to throw to Mike Evans, one of the best receivers in the league. But
1: We're not here to talk like, about fantasy football, Tobias. We're,
0: we're, we're not. It's just it's – just,
1: so,
0: <laughs> like, We can move on. I'm, I'm going to get more angry. If we can go, we can move on.
1: So, there's no football on this podcast. We're not talking anything except, and I mean except Texas Tech Men's Basketball, who tips off their season in less than 48 hours from this recording right now on Wednesday, November. Let's get me, let me sure I get this date straight. November 25th at the USA against the Northwestern State Demons. And this is going to be your preview podcast for everything you need to know. Texas Tech basketball we're going to go through the media outlooks in terms of what Ken Palm has Texas Tech ranked Haslam metrics um, as well as other sites Um, and Tobias is going to bet everything in his account apparently that Texas Tech will finish higher than fifth uh, where they were predicted to finish in the Big 12 this year by the media we're going to break down the roster we're going to break down the schedule we're going to break down the conference as a whole we're going to shout out some guys over at Guns Up Nation including myself and Tobias who wrote our predictions and what we think will happen in terms of who will be the player of the year for Texas Tech, so on and so forth. And then we're going to answer three Twitter questions that came across. And then Tobias, to end the show, you and I are going to give our respective bold predictions and record predictions this year for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. But Tobias, let's jump right in, man. We've been waiting to do this podcast for a while. It seems like it's been years since texas tech played basketball last and yeah, here we are 48 <laughs> hours away um from texas tech tipping off which should be a very entertaining season and before we get started we probably should mention um i know before we got on the podcast and started talking you mentioned about baylor but the ncaa came out and said basically if you have six scholarship players you're playing you're playing um so keep that in mind this season so say texas tech could lose their whole starting five they're still playing
0: they're playing
1: they could lose their whole starting five plus their top two players they're still Still playing playing off the bench i should say so i mean there's going to be a lot of games that are postponed and we've already seen them um or just not even postponed just forfeited um in terms of nobody's a winner or loser or anything it's just Baylor's going to have to do it. Tennessee's going to have to do it and other schools as well. But we'll keep track um, of that. And you can check that out on Guns Up Nation if any news like that comes to fruition in terms of Texas Tech basketball. Knock on wood, it doesn't. But Tobias, let's jump into the media outlooks right now for these teams. So you and I are really big fans of these advanced analytics sites that, you know, do adjusted offense, adjusted defense. Um, you and I have our particular favorites. I know we're both high on Kimpom. And when you look at Ken Palm right now, where Texas Tech is ranked in his preseason 2021 college basketball rankings, uh, Texas Tech is sixth. And the crazy part is is there's five teams in the Big 12 in his top nine. Hmm. So we're looking at it right now. Baylor's one. The next Big 12 team is Kansas. Then Texas Tech at six. They're picked third in the Big Twelve. Then West Virginia at eight. And then UT at nine. I don't think there's really anything shocking there. I think we all think the Big Twelve is going to be one of the best conferences in America. Yeah. Um, and then I head over to Haslam Metrics. I love Haslam Metrics as well. You can check that out at Haslammetrics.com. Funny enough, Texas Tech is the highest ranked Big Twelve school in his preseason top twenty five ratings right now. It goes Gonzaga number one, Michigan State two, Duke three, and then wouldn't you know it, the Red Raiders four. Wow. The next closest Big 12 school is the number seven team in the country. That would be the Baylor Bears, and wouldn't you know it as Mm. well, Texas Tech will play another top ten school in non-conference play, according to his ratings, in Houston. And then I have no idea how to pronounce this one name, Um, Tobias Yeah. you can help me out. This website, um Yeah, I'm going to
0: say Bartorvik, Bartorvik or Bartor? or Bart, I
1: apologize for butchering Bartovik,
0: yeah, Bartorovic, I guess. Yeah. The, I, I'm kind of I'm new to that style. I have never really like. I haven't either. I haven't really, yeah, I haven't been on it like that.
1: But a lot of people like it. Um, a lot of the pe- basketball tech junkies that yeah. we talk to, Ryan Manville, other guys it. on Twitter, they really like it. Um, I hate it. You hate it just because of who's number one, don't you? Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> the number one team, according to this website, is the Texas Tech or the Texas Longhorns, excuse me. Then number two is West Virginia. Then number three is Virginia. Then number four is Gonzaga. Baylor at five, and then Texas Tech at six. So four Big Twelve teams in the top six for this guy. Um, and we're not trying to knock it or anything. Really, the one that I look at the most is Ken Palm. I don't know about yeah. you. Uh, Ken same, Palm's the same. one that I trust the most. And when you look at it, him. Tobias, um, especially after what we were talking about before we got on air with Texas Tech being picked fifth in the Big 12, um, it's just funny to see some of these sites, especially the ones that are really credited, like a Kin Palm, have Texas Tech at number six in the country, the concert, let alone number everybody. five in their conference. Yeah. you know, never, yeah. it, It's just no. kind of crazy how that worked out.
0: And they're ranked, you know, in Ken Palm, for example, they're ranked, two spot, they're ranked two spots ahead of – well, they're a spot ahead of West Virginia and two spots ahead of um, Texas. So it's just we to me how our team can be projected to be finished fifth in the conference ranked rank higher. But I guess it also shows you how good the Big 12 is. It's really – some people think it could be, you know, a game here, a game there. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. We see a couple of ties, especially in the top four. You know, you could see a couple of ties. I think so.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think there's – I really, truly believe that there is a top five in the conference, right? We don't want to, you know, throw Texas under the bus too much. Um, I do think they are the fifth best team in the conference. But I think there's tiers, as we've talked about. Um, And we'll transition now into the conference talk, um, the conference breakdown of the Big 12. Um, You know, I I think, Tobias, you and I, we talked about it a little bit beforehand um, in terms of previous podcasts. We think there's a clear top two in the conference, right? In Baylor and Kansas. Um, Now, we don't know exactly how losing – obviously, they lost Gillespie. Baylor did just due to graduation, and now they lose Clark due to a knee injury and retiring. Uh, We don't know what their front court looks like. We know that they're a deep team as well, and we don't know how this pause in activity is going to impact them in terms of their head coach has COVID right now. So – we don't know exactly how that's going to affect them in terms of practicing and then getting back up to full speed. Because, you know, sure this is basketball; they can shoot on the side and everything. But there's something to be said about having a practice with your full team for we're really not having it for two weeks.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. You know, all the you know like they're expected to play in two or three days, and now they can't. So you know,
1: what is, what is their mindset?
0: You know even going to be, you know, is this game going to be rescheduled? And they're going to they were supposed to play a good team, you know. So I want to see what happens where is this game going to be rescheduled? Did they just, you know, move on from it. Is that just is that just it or what are they, you know, what are they going to do cuz you know, you still got to get games in. At the end of the day, you, know, you need to you need to hit a certain number of games that need to be played. So I want to see what um what they do going forward. Like you said they're canceling um all like practice events and things like that. So like I said, where what is their mindset? Even going to be, you know, expectations are high. I know they're really dying to play. They haven't played since what March, so I know that's that's definitely tough for them.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you you really look at how this conference stacks up, um, respectively. Again, we talked about it. Baylor and Kansas are the top two teams in the conference. Um, I don't think anybody can debate that. But at the same time, and you look at what we were just talking about on Ken Palm and Haslam metrics. Texas Tech was picked fifth in this conference, and I already know you're looking for a gambling site right now, Tobias, that you can put everything in your account, but that won't yeah. happen. Um, there's five teams that – and, again, I, I don't want to talk too bad of Texas because I do think they have a talented roster. Again, you brought up the great stat team. earlier. They're bringing back 100% of their scoring. Yeah. Um, that's a big – yeah. that's a big advantage, especially in the COVID times, you know. And then you had a top,
0: what, seven recruit, top ten recruiting Greg Brown.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a lottery pick next year. So, I mean, there's, so, there's something to be said for that. And I get, you know, the love for Texas to a degree. I do think Texas Tech is deeper and has a better coach. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if it would shock me in the sense of I, – I think we can all agree that there's a th- clear bottom, right? Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State, they're the clear bottoms. Um, in this yeah. conference and I don't even think it's close everybody that wants to win this conference has to go six and oh against those teams they have to. yeah they have yeah. to there, there's no sure. if you lose one of those games you're out of it you're out of it yeah um and then I look at it and I and I think there's a clear middle, middle tier for the big 12 it's Oklahoma Oklahoma State um and then I think there's a tier of three where I think Texas Tech leads it but it's kind of like a 2a 2b type situation with virginia and then texas is the five in the conference um and then i think it's a tier one where it's a 1a 1b type situation with baylor and kansas now the problem is and tobias i'll ask you this everybody and their mom is picking kansas and baylor to win this conference and rightfully so right rightfully so but who's the dark horse to win this conference Tobias?
0: The dark code, I mean, I, I would pick a uh, Oklahoma State. I think that to I win the conference? I would, they won't. but I think wow. if you have to pick the dark code, I think it would I think it would have to be them.
1: Has if that ever happened where a team that's ineligible to go to the postseason? <laughs> Well, you remember? Remember, I told you in the last show. They, as
0: of today, they can still go. Yeah, but as they, as they, that that
1: that won't happen once that comes about. You know, the time comes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Colt, I mean of course, he's of course he's going to say he's confident. He wants he wants to have his kids in the tournament, but he said they are ready for an appeal, and, they, and as of today, they are still eligible to um to to play. I mean, like you said, I don't think that'll happen, but I think if it comes down to appeal, we already know. I think the NCAA is going to let them play. Sure. Cause you want to see, cause you want to see Kay Cunningham in, but but I mean, if you have to pick a dark horse, cause you have like you said, you have the two favorites, you have Kansas and you have Baylor. Okay, take them out. I think Tech is right there, so I wouldn't even call them a dark horse. For me, I think you would have to if 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 everything goes in their favor, I would pick Oklahoma State. But you want to get a true true dark horse? I, would no, probably, I, think that's, I,
1: would... I think that's a good pick because I don't think it would shock anybody. If like, is it likely? No, but would it shock anyone? Um, know as well it's if West Virginia wins the conference or Texas wins the conference like Mm. I don't I don't think it would be shocking like in the sense of oh my god there's no chance that happens right there's a chance it happens now if you ask somebody who could win the uh you know Oklahoma State's going to win the Big 12 I'd be like okay no that's not going to happen so but they they do have the talent like you were saying to win it
0: yeah, they have. They definitely have the talent. I mean, you have Kay Cunningham. He's be going to be one of the best players in the country. He's a favorite to win Big Twelve Player of the Year as a freshman. So yeah. they know what he brings to the table. And they have a bunch of other guys that came back, and they have talent. So it just kind of all can they put it together? They're going to have to, things are going to have to go their way. They're going to have to um, definitely beat Baylor, Kansas, Tech, Texas, and West Virginia. I think at least once. At yeah. least at least once. Somebody's going to have to sweep. It, really, two teams have been going to sweep. Maybe three teams are going to have to sweep. But that's just the nature of this conference, and they're super tough.
1: Yeah. No, I, I really think when you look at the Big 12, right, um, you, again, you have to go 6-0 and against those teams at the bottom. You have to. There's no wiggle room in that regard Um, if you want to win the conference. And then in order to win the conference again, let's just say you split with everyone, Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're 11 and whatever the heck you are at that point, I guess 11 and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way you're going to compete for the conference at that point. Yeah, you know, uh, there's yeah. no way. So and, 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 you're yeah. going to have to beat Oklahoma and Oklahoma State twice. You're going to have to clear the bottom five. So that's 10 yeah. wins. And then if you split with everybody else, you're at 14 and four, which you got a chance at that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy thing. like I say you lose four or five times, you're done. You can't, there's no there's way. There's
1: no way you can compete. There's
0: no, there, there's no way.
1: I, I mean, would even point, venture to argue if, you, if you're talking about winning the Big 12, three times is kind of yeah, pushing no. it. Kind Yeah, no, that,
0: no, no, I don't, I don't think it's pushing it at all. Because, I mean, how many times are you expecting Baylor and Kansas, even if they say, let's say they lose to each other, they split. That's one loss. Where are the other losses coming from?
1: they they could they they could slip up
0: they 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 could they they, they could look like especially, you know all this random you know crazy stuff that's going on now but i i think they're going to go 6 and 0 against the bottom teams the only the only team that i think even scares me just the way they play is west virginia cuz they're going to you know we say this every year they're going to muck it up it's going to be ugly they're going to
1: foul everyone a lot i think that and, could be know. different this year though if you listen to Bob Huggins yeah he talked about playing a little slower and more half court based
0: yeah. I think it I think it kind of makes sense because I don't know if he has the like, – he doesn't have the personnel he's had before, like Javon Carter exactly. and Dexter. Meyer. He doesn't have the personnel to, you know, get physical with you. Like uh, Jordan McCab. yeah, he's cool, but I don't think that he can get in you physically, defensively, and he's not going to be able to, you know, speed anybody up. Then also, I mean, Carter he, and Daxter, they were just tough. They were super, super tough, and then they had – length on the wings you know, you know so I think that they're gonna probably more rely more on their shot
1: blocking if anything oh yeah the bigs are gonna be their. yeah they're gonna, they're
0: gonna rely on that. yeah they're gonna rely on that for sure then they have that guard that juco transfer they're really really high on him as well
1: and McBride I like McBride as well he really he's really good yeah I like him a lot okay so you mentioned Cade Cunningham as a possible big 12 player of the year is that who you're gonna pick
0: no no I won't I won't I won't pick him
1: Who's you picking? Who are you picking for Big 12 player of the year?
0: Uh I'm, I'm Jerry Butler. He'll probably be the one that I would pick. Yeah, I think it
1: would be Butler or Shannon. I I was I was gonna pick Butler as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think Butler. I, Kennedy, yeah.
1: The dark horse it, though is Miles uh not Miles Garrett, but uh Garrett. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That'd be Miles freaky did. if they had Miles Garrett up there at Kansas. I'll tell you what. I would not. I would not like that. Yeah, that would not be fun to play. But Garrett, I think Garrett um, has a chance. I mean, he's the defensive uh, preseason player of the year. If his offensive game, if he if he can average like fourteen, seven, and four, and get like you know two steals and a block and a half a game, he could probably win it.
0: I want to. Was interested to me. I want to see how much better he gets because you know he's. We know what he. Did. He's really their army Swiss knife like last year. He pretty yep. much did everything for them. But you know now he's the guy leading the charge, and you've seen who's led the charge in the last three to four years. You had Tayshawn Taylor, Frank Mason, Devontae Graham, Devon Dawson, Oswald. three of them are in the NBA. Tayshon Taylor had a little brief stint, but three of the last four guards they've had, their are all in, in the NBA now. So I want to see what, how much better is he going to get and take that to the next, because he, he is uh, the guy.
1: Yeah. No, I, he, he he's the guy, him and, you know, they got obviously five stars coming in, yeah. um, as yeah. well as Kansas. So, That's just what they do. They always seem to at least get one or two or two or three, I should say. Um, Okay, so I know you don't have Tech winning the conference, um, and I don't either. Uh, But who do you have winning the conference? We're going to get all the conference stuff out of the way first, and then we're just going to get down to the nitty-gritty where we're literally just going to break down Texas Tech player by player and what we like. But first, who do you have winning the conference this year?
0: Winning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Baylor, but it wouldn't surprise me if Kansas is, and them tied. But as I say, I'm going to pick Baylor.
1: Yeah, I, I have, think that,
0: uh oh go, ahead. oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say I think that them losing uh, Clark is going to hurt, though. I think
1: that's going to hurt. I agree. I, but at the same time, um, my whole logic was I think they've been prepping for that because he really, really hasn't been doing much all offseason um, because he does have that knee injury and knee yeah. issue. So I think Scott Drew um, and crew – Kind of, and it sounds terrible, but they plan to not have him anyway, which was, I think, the smart thing to do as a coaching staff. Um, but yeah, I think that's really um, a big loss, no doubt. I don't know how their front court is going to look, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, but you have Baylor. What, what do you think their record is to win the conference?
0: Um, we had what ten on five and so five. I think they'll probably go. Oof, probably, I think they'll win four. I think they. They'll have to win what 14
1: games? Yeah, I roughly. think they go 15 and
0: three.
1: Yeah. The conference. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think they slip up. I, like I said, I, um, and we'll talk about the schedule later on. I, I do have Tech beating Baylor once. Um, I think that's one of their slip ups. And then I think they lose to Kansas. And then I think they lose to West Virginia or Texas once as well. Um, yeah. But I think that's really it. Okay. So there you go. We both have Butler or Butler. Butler winning. Big 12 player of the year. And then we also have Baylor winning the conference. Now it's a bias. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of this. People don't care about that kind of stuff if we're not talking about Texas Tech right now. So let's talk about this Texas Tech men's basketball roster um, loaded. I I don't think there's any other way to describe it. Absolutely freaking loaded. Um, (laughs) When you're, Shortest guy on your team is Mac McClung at 6'2. You're going places. Um yeah. you're absolutely going places. So what we're gonna do right now, Tobias, is we're literally just gonna go by jersey number on the site right now. I have TexasTech.com pulled up. We're gonna go by the jersey number. I want you to give me, we'll both do it. You give me a strength and a weakness for this player and give me a stat line for this guy as well. Okay. Okay. So let's start out with the Georgetown transfer. Number zero, Mac McClung. How do you feel about his hair, by the way? Good hair, I, bad hair. How do you feel? Has he done anything new it? Because I think I haven't seen him in the last couple of days. It was like it was kind of like a, almost like he was trying to get that salt salt and pepper look a little bit, you know, like the older guy version. Really? But I Hold think he my. like I think he's letting it go back to his normal normal base roots.
0: Yeah, yeah he needs to keep it like that. I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen it, so I guess I can't say a whole lot, but. Okay. Yeah, but I, and I think he needs to keep it out. And,
1: and we'll answer the most important question later on on the show who has the best hair on the team? Because people want to know that, Tobias. And it's a critical issue in this country right now, um, especially among <laughs> Texas Tech fans. Um, yeah. We will answer that question. Uh, but first, let's start with Mac McClung. Tobias, um, give me a strength of Mac McClung and what he will do for this Texas Tech Red Raider basketball team this year.
0: I guess, frankly, he's just uber-athletic. he's, just uber, he's uber athletic. I think he'll definitely help us in transition, especially with, you know, there's no – I think teams this year, are gonna get, gonna get, they're going to get up and down a lot. So, I think that his athleticism is going to definitely be a big strength for us.
1: I think it's going to be shooting. Um, yeah. You know, you look at the Georgetown numbers, not the greatest in the world, um, but that was because he was the guy. And he was the guy that had to do everything. He had to create. He had to create space for himself, others. Um all of that, he won't have to do that this year. Um, you know, maybe at times he'll have to set it up where he has to, you know, go get a bucket when the shot clock's running down. But this won't be a normal thing. I truly think, and I'll talk about it in my bold prediction. Mac McClung is my bold prediction. Yeah, I think it's going to be Mac McClung shooting is his positive trait, and we'll, we'll talk about it um, a little bit. In my bold prediction, um, it it involves Mac McClung. Um, you think about him at Georgetown; he had to be the guy um, there. He had to create for others. He had to create for himself. He was the really the only offensive weapon they really had there for the Hoyas last year, because they did have a guard that transferred to Arizona, I believe, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he was the lone guy there. He will not have to be that guy here at Texas tech. Um, At times he might even be like the fourth or fifth option in certain games. If certain Mm -hmm. guys get hot. I think, you know, realistically, he's probably the third option, um, at least in my opinion, but I could see him being the second option as well. Um, but, yeah, I think his strength is his shooting because I think it'll he'll have more space, and obviously when you have better looks, you're going to shoot higher. So, Tobias – oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, I, was, I just want to see how teams are going to guard Tech this year because you're going to have so many options offensively. I feel like you're not going to be able to – I feel like there's going to be no trapping, especially situationally. You're not going to be able to trap because you're not going to be able – there's not – I think it's going to – I want to be interested see how people do Are they going to run zone a lot to see if Tech can shoot? I – Probably wouldn't recommend it, but I want to see if that's something they're going to gonna try and uh, do early because you're not going to be able to help and well, trap and not be able to help. You're not going to be able to help that much because there's too much talent. You can't help off of McClellan. You can't help
1: off Burnett. I think it really comes down to who's on the floor, on who you can help yeah, with, you know. For sure. Um All right, so what's a weakness for McClellan? Weakness
0: for him? I know I know he's working on it, but I think it's decision-making. Some of it, I don't think that's his fault. I think it's because, like, last year he had to do so much that sometimes he did turn the ball over more than we would have liked. But I think this year he won't – I think his turnovers go down significantly because he's not going to have to – he's going to have to do so much. He's going to have more talent around him, I think, be able to put
1: him in spots to where he won't do it. I think it's strictly defense. Um, does he buy into it? Does he want to play yeah. defense? I think that really comes down to it. And I'll tell you this right now, and we all know it, um, watching Texas Tech. If you don't buy in defensively, you just won't play. Simple and yeah. plain. So um, he's going to have to buy in defensively, and I think he will. But, you know, he, he was a defensive liability at Georgetown. Does that change? Is it masked a little bit with the Red Raiders and the better scheme? We'll find out. Um, but give me a stat line for McClung real quick this year. Just give me the points, rebounds, and assists.
0: I think they're probably average 12-ish, probably. 12-ish, they will probably average – Four, four assists and probably four or four, five rebounds.
1: Yeah, I was thinking in the neighborhood of like 13 uh, points, four uh, assists, or probably like three and a half assists, and yeah. then like three rebounds. That's what I was thinking in that neighborhood. um But let's move on. Um, what, it, this is a candidate right here, Tobias, that will be in the running for best hair on the team this year. Yeah. Um, that is Terrence Shannon, Jr., the native of Chicago, Illinois, looking trying to make that covert type leap in year two. So give me a strength for Terrence Shannon going into 2020,
0: 2021. He has versatility on both ends of the floor. I think that he can guard multiple positions. I think on offense he can score on all three levels. I still want to see a three-point shot get better, but we've seen the work that he's put in, whether it's video or just word of mouth. I've heard that, and I know you heard it as well, he's gotten significantly better. So. I think he's going to be the army swift knife on this team. He's going to act. He's going to be asked to do a lot, but I think he's going to definitely show up and be our best player.
1: Yeah, no. I th- you, you took mine. Um, I think he can guard one through four, and certain guys he can guard one through five. If you need yeah. to, it's not ideal, but it can happen. Um, so I'll just give my weakness the weakness right now because I haven't seen it is the shooting. Yeah, that's it. I haven't seen it. So um, until I see it, and, I, and again, you talked about it a little bit. We've had word of mouth. Um, in terms of the decision making, he's not as scared or hesitant, I guess is probably the right word, um, as he was last year. He's uh, not afraid to pull the trigger. Um, but I gotta see it from my own eyes. So I'm gonna say the shooting right now is, is his biggest weakness, but I will caveat it by saying that I do think he has improved the shooting.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think shooting is definitely the weakness for him as well. Yeah, I know he's working. I just wanna see is he gonna be able to expand his range and how how much consistency is he going to be able to shoot from three? Because, you know, for him to take a cover, like, you know, cover wasn't the best three-point shooter, but when, when he needed him to make it, he would make that shot. And I want to see if he can even improve his numbers like that this year.
1: Yeah, give me a stat line real quick for him.
0: Uh, I think he'll probably average 15 and a half, 16-ish. He'll probably average six, six six and a half rebounds, three assists.
1: Okay. I'm going to pull up a calculator. Um just so I'm going to keep track of yours um, in terms okay. of how many points did you say for McClung, like 12.5 or 14?
0: I said, uh, I said between 10 and 12. So let's just go 11 and a half.
1: Okay. I'm just going to do this on my phone. Cause that calculator is freaking awful on that computer. Um, so again, you said 12 and a half, make it easy. Yeah. And then for yeah. Shannon, you said what? I
0: said 16 and 16 and a half plus 16
1: and a half we're already halfway to the total for tcu's entire season um no i'm just kidding um but no i I, i'm a little higher on shannon than you are when we'll talk about that a little later um when we talk about the article now up on GunsUpNation.com for our predictions i think shannon averages about 17 and a half six and then four with two steals a game
0: yeah we're, we're, we're a point off he he could easily he could easily average a point more than what I'm saying for sure. Yeah, it's I, just with me, I, oh go ahead. Sorry, I always saying just for me there's gonna be so many guys doing stuff offensively. I feel like that might, I mean, I guess hinder might not be the right word, but that could take away from his production a little bit just because I think some games it could be anyone's night. You could see sure three, four, five guys, six guys in double figures, and you know he might shoot bad one game. He might have 12 instead of the 20 he's supposed to have.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, I, I just think he is going to be the guy for Texas Tech yeah, this year. I, I agree. I truly believe he's taking that Culver leap this year, and he's going to be a lottery pick. Um, yeah. Didn't think we'd be talking about this guy because the initial plan um, when he transferred from Wichita State, and of course we're talking about Jamarius Burton right now, the six four guard out of Charlotte, North Carolina, um, was for him to redshirt. Yeah. He's going to play now this year, um, yeah. according to multiple sources. Um, including John Ross, Joe Ronstein or Joe Ronstein or whatever the heck that guy's name is. Mm. Um, which adds a different dimension to this team. But Tobias, tell me a strength for Burton this year that will help the Texas Tech Red Raiders.
0: I think he'll be I think he'll be playmaking. I think that he'll definitely be one of our better playmakers on the team. So I think he'll be able to come in and just you know get fine guys and get them open. You know he wasn't supposed to play. I remember when he first came to. Take, I asked him, my him on Twitter, and he told me he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't planning on playing. He was going to redshirt. Well, boy, have the tables turned, and he's now playing. Boy,
1: how the turntables have turned it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, every time someone says, "Oh, how the tables have turned." I go back to um, my Disney Channel years and the Joe, the Jonas Brothers, doing a little GIF. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that GIF before. Um, it's the, yeah, it's it's the sixth grader in me. But you you think that he's going to bring playmaking ability though? Yeah, I think he will. I think he's going to bring um, playmaking uh, play playmaking ability as well. But I also think he's going to bring versatility um, yeah, to the guard position. He's six four. He's a little bigger. It wouldn't shock me if he's playing one through three and that allows Coach Beard to potentially have three ball handlers on the court at one time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, it wouldn't shock me if there's a Kyler Edwards, Mack McClung, and Jamarius Burton lineup, and then you have, you know, Joellen Topway and then Marco Santos Silva or Joel and Topway and Tyreek Smith out there. So, really, I think he's going to bring versatility and just good decision-making um, at whatever position he plays. So, Tobias, what's a weakness for Burton?
0: A weakness for him. Um, I would probably maybe say his maybe his shooting. I got to look at his percentage of what he shot his last his last year. But I would probably
1: probably say he's being a, being a consistent shooter. Yeah, it's a shooting for me too. Yeah. Um, he, it, it's just one of those things where um, he he was in a weird offense up at Wichita State, and yeah. you know shockingly, he, or no pun intended there, um, it makes sense why the hell he left with all this, you know, Greg Marshall stuff. It makes 100% mm-hmm. sense now. Um, but give me a stat line for Burton this year. As I agree with you, I think shooting probably is his biggest weakness. But I think he's going to have better looks than he did at Wichita State. So those percentages might get a bit better.
0: Yeah, um, I won't see how many minutes he plays, but I'll probably give him seven-ish points. He'll probably average. I think he could be... I think he could lead lead the team in assists. So I might so I might give him five in that five in that category, depending on how many minutes he plays. And I think he'll give us four rebounds.
1: Yeah, I like that stat line. I'd probably agree. I I think I'd probably go lower on the points, probably like yeah. five and a half. Yeah, yeah. That, that was my that was my first. Time. I just want to see how many
0: minutes he plays. He sure. might not even, so he might play enough minutes to score seven points a game. Oh yeah, no, I, no, I,
1: I, I I mean, he may play enough minutes where he close to doubles five and a half. do Yeah. Um yeah. But. From what I know right now, I'd probably say he doesn't. So I'd probably give him like a five-and-a-half, two-and-a-half rebounds, and then three assists. I feel like that's a pretty solid yeah. line. Um, all right, let's move over to the Frenchman. Number three, Clarence Nadaldi. The six three guard from, man, Montrelli. Montrell fans, I don't i I'm sorry, Clarence. Yeah, I butchered yeah, that. Yeah. I apologize, man. I apologize so fast. I think he might be in the running too for hair, but I think it's a little too generic. It's just got some poof to it, you know.
0: Yeah, poof, yeah, poof and some little twisting. Yeah, whatever Yeah, he,
1: he's got. He looks like he's trying to go like JT, you know, early in sync years with the the blonde tips and everything. But he's got some poof to it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that's really all this. Um, anyway, so give me a strength for Clarence Nadaldi.
0: I think is intensity. I know one thing he does, he plays hard. I will say he might turn the ball over and he might get a little chaotic, but he will play hard. He will play hard, especially on defense. That's how he's going to earn his minutes is playing defense. So if someone on the floor isn't, you know, playing defense, I think we will definitely sub him in and get, you know, get the crowd fired up. Well, some would if, if we have crowds, but definitely get the team fired up and get them to buy
1: into that particular those defensive possessions. No, you just said it, defense. That's what he brings to the table. If you need him to come in and help get a stop, um in a critical moment he's a guy that will give his absolute all to get that stop and sure he's going to make mistakes on the offensive end sometimes but overall Clarence Nadaldi has proven to be a actually really good defender um in limited playing time so I think defense is definitely a strength um I think we both said his weaknesses or his weakness though it's decision making on offense
0: yeah um, I,
1: I don't I don't think we really even need to talk about that the guy turns the ball over a little too much and hey he was a freshman last year it's okay. We get it. He might be better at it. But give me a stat line, Tobias. And I, it, it's relatively simple, in my opinion, on the stat line, because Clarence is probably, and again, this is no disrespect to him. I think it just is a testament to how loaded this damn team is. Yeah. Um, he's what? The 11th, 12th guy yeah, on this yeah. roster?
0: Yeah, but I don't see him playing that much unless it's probably in blowouts. Yeah. But um, a stat line, I'll probably give him a point and a half ish. I guess I sound kind of wrong. But probably a. I'll give him two rebound. to
1: beat that. I'll I'll, I'll give him two.
0: Yeah, I'll give him that. I'll rebound it a probably half an assist.
1: Okay. So, just to, just to clarify real quick, Tobias, we're through four players right now. And Texas Tech, according to you, is averaging 38 points a game. And we haven't even gotten to, like, four or five starters. Or not four or yeah, five, got, but, like, four yeah. starters.
0: Yeah, we uh, haven't gotten to the beach.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Micah Peavy, a guard from Cibolo, Duncanville High School, the second – what, what, what do they got there the Panthers up there in Duncanville
0: yeah the, narrow um, Panthers, yeah.
1: the second Duncanville Panther in his many classes for the Red Raiders the other one is Jamias Ramsey who just got drafted 43rd overall by the Sacramento Kings um, Micah Peavy is a guard that is a generous listing as a guard um, but he's 6'7 215 what is Micah Peavy's strength this year for the Red Raiders
0: I also think I also think his versatility with him, but I think more on offense. I think you could put him pretty much anywhere on the floor, and he's going to be productive. You could put him in the pick and roll. I think he could be running the pick and roll or be the receiver. I think he can score on the elbow, and I think he also can score from outside. So I think he's also going to be another big weapon for Beers offense this year.
1: I think he is Culver on defense. If that makes sense, like his strength yeah. to me is what you talked about on the offensive end, but just flip it to defense.
0: Yeah, I am comfortable
1: years. with him guarding one through five um, at times, as long as he's not guarding, you know, Culver or McCormick yeah. and those kind of guys. But, um, you know, relative, you know, size in the big 12 is down this year. So I think Micah Peavy could potentially guard one through five with not ease, but I'd feel comfortable with him doing it. So I think he really fits in, in terms of this defense where it's switch everything. Um, and shoot, I mean, honestly – it wouldn't shock me at all if Micah Peavy is guarding the point guard a lot.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say, that I was about to say, especially if we're playing certain teams like Oklahoma State and they better wing perimeter players playing and they want to keep Shen out of foul trouble, I think he's going to be probably one of the guys you see guarding some some of the team's better players.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think he's going to be one of those go-to guys um, where I think if Beard just wants to, you know, maybe drift out to, closer to half court, it would not shock me at all if Micah Peavy is the guy guarding the point guard position uh um, majority he's, of the time
0: is he like the tallest six seven kid you yeah ever no seen? That,
1: that that's that's honestly if, if i was him that kind of makes me mad that i'm listed as a guard
0: i don't i don't think he's i don't think he's six i think he's taller than that
1: i also think tyreek is taller than what he's listed
0: what we'll he get listed to him in a minute he's listed no he's no, 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 no he's definitely not six seven
1: yeah um but on the micah pv side uh weakness what do you got for his weakness
0: I think a weekend for Peavy is probably one big experience. That's not really fair to him because he's obviously a freshman. He hasn't played any minutes. But I guess a more realistic weekend would probably be his – Um, he's probably creating for others. I think that he needs to work on a little bit on his ball handling and finding guys to be open because he's not going to be the man how he was in high school. He's going to have – you know, a lot more talent around him. I think he understands that and Beard has probably preached that to him several times when they practicing. But I would like to see him, especially on the elbow, I feel that if teams start the zone tech, you can see him, Shannon, in the middle of the floor. He's going to have to turn around and face and see if he can get shooters open. I think he will be one of those guys that I mean, you see Beard does, a team to start the zone tech.
1: Mine's outside shooting. Um, yeah. I don't know how much he's going to have to do it because it seems like the kid can get to the rim at will. Um, but I just want to see consistency. Um, from the outside because he will have times where he's not the point guard and he'll be on the floor and he'll be asked to take an outside shot. And -hmm. I just want him to be able to make open ones. He doesn't have to make highly contested ones. Um, But I just want to see consistency from the outside. Um, Give me a stat line for Micah Peavy, who looks to be probably playing pretty significant minutes.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll probably give him ten and a half points-wise. I'll give him – Probably assist and a system I have. I don't think you're gonna find that many guys. And I'll probably give him four four and a half rebounds.
1: Yeah, I was gonna go nine and a half, four and two, um, with a steal a game, yeah. steal and a half. Um he's just yeah, so freaking good. long, man, and so yeah, athletic. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if he has like a Zaire type season where he's one and done and he just becomes Zaire. son. No,
0: no, that would that, that, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't it, surprise me either.
1: Is it likely? No. But it could happen. Um all right, we'll move on to a guy that's, you know, made the correct decision, Tobias, was originally committed to the Aggies, and then realized, why the hell would I go down there? Went to the right school instead in Texas Tech. Didn't play last year due to injury, but now is up to full health. We're talking about Tyreek Smith, the forward, listed at 6'7", 220. Seems low in terms of the height department. I would probably say he's closer to 6'9", but that's yeah. just my opinion. Um, tell me his strength about Tyreek Smith.
0: I think it's his athleticism and his motor. I think he's going to be a guy you're going to start seeing him blocking shots and getting up and down the floor as fast as he can, especially with Tech having such a – I think they'll have one of the better fast work offices in the country. Expect to see him on a lot of ESPN
1: highlights, getting up catching a bunch of lobs and blocking a bunch of shots. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say athleticism as well. He, he reminds yeah. me of Zach Smith um, quite yeah. a bit. I've heard murmurs from people I know within the program as well that, say his jump shot has come a long way compared to last season when he first showed up on campus, and that's exactly what happened to Zach Smith. Um, he got a jump shot from his freshman to sophomore year, and you could yeah. tell. So um, I think that's definitely something to watch out for. So give me a weakness, Tobias, um, for Tyreek Smith.
0: Weakness for him, I was probably going to say he's, you know, scoring, probably just probably low post scoring, scoring in the post. I don't think he'll be asked a ton to do that. I really highly doubt it. But that would be something I could see him working on. Maybe he get late in the shot clock, he gets the offensive rebound, he has to score on his own. Um, I think that could be something, we could, a scenario that happens a few times a game.
1: Yeah, mine is um, going to be a problem that is a, a problem, but a blessing and a curse, I guess is probably the best way to say it, is I think you know he's going to be a little too eager in the sense of, I want to block every shot.
0: Yeah. Um, I can see that too.
1: You know, I think <laughs> that's going to be his weakness is that he wants to do everything and like, and it sounds so bad that it's a weakness, but at the same time in coach Beard's system, you don't sometimes you just got to stay on the damn ground, bro. You yeah. got to stay on the damn ground. And and it bit Tyreek, um, when he was here at tech, he was obviously a lot better at it than, you know, he had flaws, but, um, at the same time he uh, made a lot of plays, but I think Tyreek, um, could do the same thing, maybe not have the same impact as Tyreek Owens, but I think that he's going to be a similar player. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Give me a stat line, Tobias.
0: Stat line for him, uh, I'll give him five. I'll give him five points a game. I think he'll that play. Seems low. More. It does seem low, but it's just, I feel like we're going to be, just, we, we rotate him and Silver out. I feel like they're going to just be just moving him in. I'll give him, I'll give him five and a half, six rebounds or so in a game. I think, gonna, I think everyone's going to be rebounding. See, so you're going to start seeing multiple guys with three, four, five rebounds. I really, okay. I really do. Other okay. than the guy we're going to talk about in a minute.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. I was going to say six and a half, three and a half, and like you could easily do it. Well, I was going to, I was only going to give him like half an assist a game. Yeah, um,
0: I, I, I gave him half, an, I gave him half an assist. Yeah, yeah,
1: but I think he could average like a block and a half a game. Yeah, um, he can do that. He can definitely All right. do that. We'll move on to the second most experienced guy on this roster, um, Arlington, Texas' own. That would be a Finley Prep alum, a 6'4 guard, number 11, Kyler Edwards. Was nice enough to give up the agent zero number to Mike McClellan. Um, yeah. You think there was anything like you had to buy him a watch, like in the NBA or something like that?
0: I think that was something – Um. Behind closed door, But one thing I do like about Tech, though, that even the current slash former players, they're so invited. You know, they're willing to give up. What, I think that's just the culture that beers Beard, built. You know, they're willing to give up whatever, you know, the number, the jersey. They just want to win, bro. They just want to win. They just yeah. want to win. He, and, and, you know, a jersey doesn't seem like a big deal, but some people, that is a big deal. It's you look at sports, they're giving $30,000, because I want to wear that jersey. I don't want to wear any other number with that one. So the fact that he was able to give up his jersey, that shows Tesman definitely how... Much he's grown, you know. As a freshman, he had him and Beard had a couple of um, you know, disagreements. I would say a little couple of little arguments, but he's definitely matured a lot from the last two. And it's so funny to see that he's now a junior. I remember when he had the hair and it was flopping all over the place, and now he's a Damn, one of our that. more. Now he's one of our more experienced players on the team. It's just crazy to think about how fast like times are going by.
1: Man, time will come at you quick, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah,
0: that, that, that is crazy to me.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Kyler Edwards' is strength. What's his strength for him? Uh,
0: off the dribble scoring. I think that he – off the dribble, I think he's one of the better scorers in this conference. I, I spot him Agreed. not so much. But off off the dribble, if he can get a couple of dribbles in the pull-up. I think that pull-up mid-range and that step-back three of his is very, very lethal.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think the thing for me is um, he can get you a bucket whenever the hell you need a bucket, mm. period. End of story. It does not matter. If you need a bucket, he can get you a damn bucket. And there's not very many guys like that in the country that are just I, – I wouldn't call Kyler Edwards an automatic bucket, but I would also say, like, I don't know if there's anybody else on this team where if I need a bucket, I'm probably giving him the damn ball. Yeah. Like, that, that that's just how I feel. Now, obviously, somebody can step up in that role, but right now what we're talking about – it is 11 o'clock on November 23rd. I'm giving the damn ball to Kyler Edwards um, yeah. when that happens. So give me a weakness, Tobias. Probably efficiency. Oh, and we'd, be remiss, we'd be remiss not to mention one of his strengths is leadership. That We have yeah. to mention that. Leadership is one of the big things for him. Um, but his weakness, Tobias.
0: Uh, efficiency. He shot 40% last year. From the field, and he shot 32% from three. I think that kind of tells the story right there. I would like to see those go up three to five points in each category if he can shoot about 44 to 45 percent from the field and 34 to 35 percent from three I would really enjoy that I think coach Beard would too
1: I, I I my um my weakness for him was gonna be um consistency on defense yeah um you know there's times where I'm like damn Kyler Edwards looks like a damn good defender and then the next possession you're like Kyler what the hell was that like how it was just a simple crossover. Why the hell are you in the third row, bro? Like, what's going on here? Um, but I, he, he has gotten better at that. I think that was more of a testament his freshman year, more so than his sophomore year. But I would like to see him continue to grow on that. And I think he would even say that his defense still has a bunch of room to improve uh, more so than his offense. So give me a stat line for him. He probably projects to be a starter, Tobias. So how many points you got for him?
0: It'll be, yeah, he'll be a starter. I think he'll probably score around that 9 to 10 range as well. That little? I'm telling you, I really I really think you're gonna start you're gonna cause you notice the trend. It's I feel like, like
1: that's disrespectful to Kyler Edwards at this point.
0: I'll tell you one thing. He he hasn't seen a shot he doesn't like. So I know the shot attempts are gonna Ease be there. He's me at the rec, baby. Let For him sure. fly. I, I know that the attempts are gonna be there. hundred percent. Tobias, but, you don't
1: know the isn't there like an old adage, if you can see the rim, that's a good shot.
0: Yeah, then that that's that, that's that's how he feels. That's my feel like by.
1: My kind of guy.
0: And I think he, he might even be shooting a, l- a little bit more than we think because he's going to have so much room to do what he wants. They can't help. Exactly. So he really, he really is going to be him and the guys. So if he can get by him, he's going to be shooting a lot. So what did I say, 10 and a half? We, can, we can bump that up. I'll give him 11 and a half.
1: Oh, I'll I was thinking him, 12 and a half. He, he,
0: he, I can see it. I can, I'm I can. i going see off th- yours,
1: though. This number is strictly off of you, okay? okay? This is the points per game we're at right now. We're at 65 and a half.
0: And if that's what the 11 and a half I just said?
1: Yes. We're, okay. This team is going to score a lot of points. <laughs> no, they're going to score a lot. No, if, score. if we continue this, so what? What do you say? Eleven and a half? What? what? Eleven
0: and a half. I'll give him three rebounds and three assists.
1: That's fair. I was going to say two and a half at both. So we're in yeah. the same range. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to one of the star transfers on this team from Massachusetts. Oh, I, I can't say that word, Tobias. Can you say yeah, that? Neither, they neither,
0: feel- neither, neither can I. I won't try because I can't.
1: How, how do you say it? I just said it. I had to butcher it. You got to say it, too.
0: Massachusetts. I, I you, said it to right. say it.
1: you said it right. You
0: uh, said it right. You ask me tomorrow, I guarantee I say it wrong. Massachusetts. Game I can't game. say
1: that. I can't it's, say it's Massachusetts. Hard. I it get is. tongue-tied in the middle. It
0: shouldn't be a state. But. Well,
1: that, that's They're number one in education, Tobias. Mm, um, so they're doing something right. Uh, but the yeah. BCU transfer, the forward, um, the Noren Serdiase 2.0, um, just a little bit more athletic, I think. Um, Marco Santos Silva number 14. Tobias, give me a strength for Marco Santos Silva. Uh,
0: rebounding. He is oh, he God, is that's a load. He yeah, he he is a load down low. I, I and he is one of those guys you just you just can't move him. Six seven, two fifty. Well, if he gets his butt on you, you're not moving him. It's just he's gonna get the rebound and you're just not moving him.
1: Well, you may not even be in the play anymore if he gets your, his ass on you. You might yeah, be like three not, rows yeah, deep. You're not, yeah, you're not yeah, he's not you're not moving
0: him. He's just a, <laughs> he's a load. Down, landing. I think he'll be a Tech favorite for sure because he's going to be the guy you see diving for loose balls. He's going to be in the stands with no fans.
1: He's going to be doing all the dirty things that Coach Beard loves. I think you're going to see him play a lot of minutes. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say rebounding as well, which is a nice thing to have considering what Texas Tech had to deal with last year before the season was ended due to COVID where um, you were missing two of your big guys in Joel and Topway and, as well mm-hmm. as Tyreek Smith and really your lone big guy on the roster was TJ Holyfield and he really wasn't supposed to be playing all those minutes, and now you have yeah. a guy in um, Marco Santos Silva that can go all out, has backups right now to go in and play that five position. Um, now they're completely different skill set compared to him, but he's built like a Mack truck. You already mentioned it. Yeah. it I, I almost want to say he's going to average like double-digit rebounds, but at the same time, I think, are, I think, time, I think it's going to be one of those situations where he might just be asked like, hey, box the hell out of this guy and let somebody else get the rebound.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that too.
1: So what's, what's the weakness for him?
0: I think throw shooting He shot. He shoots career 55.7%. The reason why I, I pointed it out is because he's going to – so last year every three offensive rebounds a of game, I think he'll be around the same number, maybe even a little bit more. They're going to foul the hell out of him a lot. It's simply because there's not that many bigs in the conference. So I could see him getting multiple offensive rebounds in the same possession. First thing those little guards are going to do is get the swiping at the ball. So they send him to the free throw line five, six, seven times a game. I want to, leave, I want to see him make at least over, over at least 60. You yeah. know I mean? I feel like if he shot 55 left over his career, I think I could, think we could touch the 60, maybe even 65 if we're lucky. He's going to have to make those free throws.
1: Yeah, no, mine was going to be outside perimeter shooting. I think there's going to be pick and rolls, and he'll be rolling a lot. But at the same time, you're going to want to keep him honest. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know how his outside shooting is. I think he can probably make it from about 12 to 15. But after that, it's going to get suspect.
0: I wanna see how many horn sets they run because if he because yeah, I know well. that if he I know that if he can't shoot, I'm not even gonna put him in the situation to do so. Maybe we could just run a horn set with him and Joel or him or him and maybe not Tariq because he both rolls too. Maybe Joel and him. Or maybe you, you put could Shannon put there. Anybody
1: me, else on that other it, side it,
0: of the horn. Yeah, yeah, let, yeah, you could, nah, you're right. Anybody. I wanna see if that gonna be something to be to as the offense because if you if he picks a side with Shannon and he pops, that lane is going to be wide open, especially if Shannon can make that shot. And says you can't, you can't guard it. Oh, and
1: can't. not to mention that you know, if you have two guys in opposite corners, their guys are going to leak all yeah. leak inside, yeah. and you're going to have an open shooter in the corner. I mean,
0: he's it's going to a get the offensive rebound. The game plan for. He's going to get an offensive rebound regardless if you miss it, because it should be nothing under there but a guard anyway.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so, how many points do you think he gets this year? And give me the slash line, right? There. Line.
0: I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him ten and a half and ten. I think he's a low. I think he's a freaking monster. I, I think I'm. I'm gonna love every bit of him getting rebounds. Telling you,
1: Tobias. You realize right now we have not even discussed, discussed, Joellen Topway and Namari Burnett, right? We nope. haven't discussed them, nope. and you have Tech averaging seventy six points.
0: Here's the thing. This is why I didn't understand why. I, I mean, it's advanced analytics, It's a stupid computer, but I didn't understand why they had. Tech being a middle-of-the-road offense, in the I didn't, I didn't get it because there's so much talent. I feel like just even by default they're going to be dramatically better than what they were last year. So, putting them in the middle of the country offensively doesn't
1: make sense to me. That, 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 it, does, 70, it doesn't make sense. 76 damn points. All right. Yeah, and I kind of agree with you on the stat line. I was going to give them um, 11 points, <coughs> nine rebounds. Yeah, that's – yeah. With like an assist and a half. Yeah, so I'll give him an assist, yeah. Yeah, so, all right, we'll move on. Kevin McCullers um, was really impactful last year was. as a redshirt freshman. Um, Listed as a guard at 6'6", but really played power forward last year for long stretches <laughs> yeah. of time. Um, Built at 205 from San Antonio, Texas. Went to Wagner High School. Give me a strength of Kevin McCuller.
0: I think his defense and effort. He's going to be one of those other guys I see you see that – Um. If we're not playing well defense, I think bigger subs would mean to get, you know, get stops. Also, you can see if they have a good team that has multiple guards or multiple guys that can score, I think he's a guy that you can see him playing in a couple of minute stretches to go maybe tire down the other guy. I think he's
1: long and he plays good defense. Yeah, no, mine was just going to be fundamentals. You know, he's Mm -hmm. that guy where you know he's not going to do something wrong in terms of, hey, I'm going to make the fancy play here. I'm literally just going to do everything to the book and I'm going to be effective with it. Mm. Um, So, what's the weakness for McCullers or McCuller?
0: Me is confidence. You know, last year, especially confidence on offensive end. Defensively, he seems very confident. He's running around, he's diving for loose ball. He seems like he knows where he's supposed to be. Offense, you know, they would leave him wide open sometimes and he would be very, very hesitant to shoot. And sometimes he would airball. I think some of that, I don't think it's because his form is bad or he can't shoot. I just really honestly think he was in his own head. I think that if he can fix that and just become more confident, I think that will definitely help help his game offensively. You look at some of the players in the NBA, Lonzo Ball, he had to go see a therapist last year. Ben Simmons had to go see a therapist last year because they just honestly weren't confident in shooting the ball. I don't know if he has the same issue, but I think that confidence will do him wonders for his offensive game. This guy at Wagner, he's one of the best scorers in the area. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you go from that to going to college where you feel like you can't shoot anymore. You can shoot. You play very well. Scoring is a big reason why you came to school is a big reason why schools were offering you. I think he needs to get back more to that.
1: Yeah. Um, for me, what it was going to be was shooting, um, yeah. particularly outside because I do think Texas tech is going to run a lot of sets where he's a power forward and they're going to want just strictly one guy down low and four guys on the perimeter to space the floor. And I think he's going to have to shoot. And, you know, some of that is confidence. Um, like you said, but also just at the same time, his percentages have to get a little bit better from the outside to be mm. respectable. But I think you can say that for a few guys on this team. You already mentioned one in Kyler Edwards. Mm-hmm. So I would just look to see if his shooting does get better. And also just decision-making in the sense of there was times last year where it felt like he forced too much on the offensive yeah. end. been am not to to do that this year, man. You're, you're, you're legitimately the uh, – offensively, what, eight? option ninth option I mean it's crazy
0: if I was beer he needs to tell him to hang out with Kyler every day just just just, get shots up just just literally every day like Kyler he just reeks of just confidence even if it's to his fault he just reeks of it he needs to that needs to be his but he needs to hang out
1: every day I would make that mandatory for him so what do you have for his stat line this year
0: uh, points where I don't think he's going to probably score a lot. I'll probably give him three, four ish. i probably That's do the it? three. I don't think he's going to be. Uh, why, 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 it's not me knocking him. Why would he have to shoot that much? Where is he getting shots from? Well,
1: I think he's just going to get it because of rebounding and stuff. I think he's going to average like six and a half, seven a game.
0: Okay, where are these minutes coming from? He's going to play, but where are these minutes coming from? How many minutes and minutes you
1: shot? game, you think he's going to play?
0: He'll play north of 10. He'll play north are, of 10.
1: Are you high?
0: He's gonna play. He's are gonna you he's high? gonna play. What where, where are the okay how many minutes do you think he's gonna play? Double
1: that. You
0: think he's gonna play twenty minutes a game? Easy. I don't. I don't. I don't think
1: why? He's play. That that's that's a lot. Are you that's high? I'm not, not saying he doesn't deserve the minute. That's a lot.
0: He's, I was he's give, literally
1: everything Chris Beard wants in a basketball player. So I, why I, the hell I was would give he him not play
0: I was anymore. gonna give him between thirteen and fifteen? We're not That's low.
1: low. I I don't I, I don't know. I don't
0: know. We might but, have that, to
1: have, like, a bet on this. Like, I, I feel a Chick-fil-A that, that bet coming
0: on. 20 is a freaking lot. Good Lord. That's a freaking Chick-fil-A lot. bet coming on here, Twenty twenty 20? 20 minutes. 20 is a – he's not playing okay. 20 minutes.
1: Okay. Well, you much. said you wanted to go what? You wanted to say – you said 15? What's said the number 15. you're comfortable with? What What's the number you're going to decide on?
0: I'll give you 14 and a half.
1: 14 and a half over under? I, or is that what you feel comfortable with and say?
0: I feel comfortable between the 14 and 15. Right? I don't think 20. Okay, so,
1: so 14 and a half? You're just going to go 14 yeah, and a half? I say 20. 14. So what are we looking 25. at in the middle there? Like 17.25 or something like that?
0: Yeah, rough, roughly. Yeah. I will about. take the over. Over 17 and that? Over
1: 17? 17. Over 17.25. That's a lot. I will take the, a the over. You want, you, want a chick, a, you want a Chick-fil-A? Not a sponsor, by the way. You want a Chick-fil-A <laughs> bet this? We can do
0: that. That's a okay, lot.
1: That's, that's, that, put it on the that, that, freaking that, that's, that's board,
0: a, bro. That's, that's, that's a freaking lot. 17.25? Because, because the thing is, I see him, he's going to sub so down. Da- that's a lot of minutes, bro. But, but you okay.
1: literally just said it, though. You're making the point for me. He's going to okay. sub so much, he's just going to get, like, two or three minutes there, two or three minutes there, two or three minutes there.
0: Okay, he he's the ninth guy we've talked about, seventh guy in the rotation, eighth guy in this rotation to which we've touched. I don't see him playing that many minutes, bro.
1: He's going to play that many minutes.
0: He mind you, one of the guys we haven't talked about, He, he he's going to damn near start if he doesn't start. So where you get your minutes from?
1: I'm telling you, and, and this oh, is coming from a guy really close to the – I'm not going to okay. name drop. I'm not going to name you. drop, Tobias. I don't want to okay. name drop. But there's I a guy you. that I do radio stuff with now here at Lubbock that has literally told me, Kevin McCullers may start for this team.
0: Well, damn it! it well, well, prove well. <laughs> More power to him. More power to. I just, I just feel like that. That is a freaking lie. Okay,
1: and let's clarify on this bet real quick. Okay, this is at the end of the season. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're good. So, yeah. how many points are you giving Kevin McCullers? We're, again, we're going this points per game for you, not me. Yeah. I'm not. You, my opinion's you, not you in this. This
0: is you. You said six. Yeah, that I, I you said,
1: said. I, I said six and a half.
0: I'll give him three and a half, four. Damn. I I I, I don't see why he. Where is he getting shots from? Just
1: offensive rebounds. He's gonna gonna, Tobias. There's so many playmakers on this team. He's just gonna be gifted buckets sometimes. The thing is too
0: though. The thing is too that you have a lot of good rebounding guards on this team. I feel like they're gonna be fighting like dogs to get them. Because especially like you said, if Silva's doing the boxing now, you think Shannon, you think Shannon's gonna let him get those? No, well, he might be gonna... guarding the guy on the outside.
1: McCullers is more
0: of the back down kind of guy. I think PV's gonna be getting a lot of, him. and Kyler likes to rebound too and motivated. Maybe. I think that he's – I think the, I think these some of I don't
1: you're, know. You're disrespecting the hell out of him.
0: Okay, I, I I like it. It's not a disrespect. I just I really really don't think he's gonna play that many minutes again because it's okay. not even. I don't think he's gonna have to do it.
1: Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, we'll move on, though. Uh, okay. The longest-tenured Red Raider on the team is up next, the Springdale, Arkansas native, Avery Benson. Um, Tobias, I've been talking with people at the studio about this. I think really what we need to see um, this year more than anything is just Avery Benson and the mascot of the West Virginia Mountaineers play one-on-one, and whoever wins the damn one-on-one matchup gets the rights to John Denver.
0: Jody probably tried to hurt him because they know how they like to the foul up there. You're right. And they would they would full court
1: probably, press him on the check. They'd probably do one of those one things where they like throw the check at your feet when you're a kid. You know, they wouldn't allow
0: him to shoot. <laughs> they wouldn't allow. That would be wrestling.
1: Yeah, probably. Okay, so Avery Benson, what's the strength for you on him?
0: Effort. He's just Avery. a. He just he he just a, he's just a menace. On both ends, I mean, I mean the guy one got what player of the game against Louisville. That was just strictly off of hustle and making threes. He's just, he's. I think mean, he's also going to be. I mean, he's,
1: he's not going to be. He is a fan favorite because just how he just competes. He's, he's Coach Beard in a jersey. Yeah, uh, he's everything Coach Beard wants in a Red Raider. Okay, so what's his weakness?
0: Um, pr- probably, probably a playmaker. He won't be asked to do yeah. that at all. He's going to be strictly on the floor just to just bug the hell out of the other yeah. other, other guy run, run and, and get that, in the corner
1: avery and then run the baseline
0: yeah and just bug whoever on you whoever you're gonna just bug the hell out of him and make him yeah. get the tech that's really gonna be his biggest thing
1: yeah no okay so what's the what's the line for avery this year
0: What he i was on, he, I'm on the average last i give him i'll give him two points While i'll give him two and a half three roughly
1: let me see what he averaged I mean. last year i'm curious on that now
0: he could he could do he could do that
1: how many points a game do you think he averaged last year?
0: Three. Not even.
1: I'm trying to find it. Oh, yeah, he
0: averaged one point for my last career. He averaged 1.8 last year. So, two? Two. I'll give him two.
1: Okay. We'll move on. That was Avery Benson. Now one of uh, Tobias's favorite. Chibozu. Yeah. Ogba. Oh, okay. Did I say that name right? It's your Bozo August. Yeah. Boom. Nailed it. From San Diego, California, St. Augustine's High School. The 6'7", again. Guard. What the hell is going on here? Um, name me a strength, Tobias, for him.
0: Versatility is where I think that. Um, especially on on both ends of the floor, he's a really, really good mid-range shooter, and I think he's he's built like a truck too. He's super strong. He's That's what lifted. my strength is going to be. What four twenty? Which is insane. NFL players don't do that, but he did it, and. I think he's going to be super versatile. I think that the minutes that he does play, I think you can see him – I think that might make him play a lot of power forward, too, just depending on the matchup as well. But I think that if it is a power forward that can't move, I think that he can definitely score. If that power forward can't move his feet, he'll definitely give him buckets.
1: Yeah, no, I think what my strength was going to be was he's got a pro body already. Yeah. uh, Which goes a long way, which obviously – um, you know, he's getting in the weight room with John Riley right now, but at the same yeah. time, he showed up on campus with a damn pro body. Um, yeah. So he's already one step ahead of everybody. So that was going to be my strength. My weakness for him is really just playmaking. Yeah, um, fine. I think he's fine. more of a guy that's going to have to have his shots created for him. Nothing wrong with that, especially with the way Texas Tech is loaded right now. Um, I think he
0: can be a good spot-up shooter, though. I think he oh, can. Oh, I do,
1: too. I, I don't think shooting yeah. is an issue. I think creating a yeah. shot and shooting yeah, off the dribble, um, I think he's going to be a good catch-and-shoot kind of guy, Um yeah, you can never have too many of those guys in today's uh, basketball landscape. So, all right. Um, give me his stat line this year, Tobias.
0: I want also also little to see how many minutes, I, minutes he's going to play. I'll give him four and a half. I'll give him four and a half points-wise.
1: You realize – I, I, I'm not kidding right now, Tobias. You're With gonna have this team. You're you're gonna have this team scoring hundred points a game.
0: Probably they won't, but probably. Jesus. Wait, wait, what number are we at now? I find 86 and a half, You're like at eighty-six
1: a and a half, and we have not talked about Joel and Topway or Namari Burnett. Lord. You're you gonna to go to literally have and, them at like a buck five, man.
0: Yeah, I need I need to go back and look at some numbers. But they <laughs> they, but they they, hey,
1: they uh hey, hey, to be really, fair uh, to be fair we did not go to school for math. We did not. We did not do that. I'm um, not getting these
0: numbers from, but
1: Speaking of Joel, um, he's the next player, the UNLV transfer, who um, let's just not talk about that transfer process last year. Yeah, Lord. Um, listed as a forward, six eight, two twenty five. His brother is Jonathan Kaminga, Almost came to Tech, but we wish him good luck in the G League. If that happens this year, he'll still be a top five pick regardless. Yeah. Um, strength for Joel. Tobias
0: Offen, what do you got? offensive versatility I think he can score pretty much at every level I think this he one's could, easy um, right
1: this one's easy in terms of strength and weaknesses
0: my weakness people might not like what I just how I just, it is how I feel but uh, yeah I think it's pretty easy for me
1: yeah no I was gonna say offensive versatility too he can score at every level like you were saying um yeah. what's your weakness though
0: maturity i think i want to see if i want to see that if he buys in you know we know the issues that he was having this year he didn't really want to come back so i want to see that is he going to come up is he going to come back to school and be mature and want to want to play and you know buy into what beer wants to do because i know he expects to leave after this year which is fine go take care of your chicken but at the same time you are on campus for a reason and i'll take care of your chicken
1: or get your chicken bro
0: Take 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 or protect is one that i don't I don't really know it's something to do with it something to do with I it.
1: Was, I thought it was go get your chickens.
0: I thought I thought it was protect, but you know whatever it is you know <laughs> go 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 take, go take care of that, and you are on campus for a reason, and I want you to go up there and be mature and realize that you need to buy into this team if one not only if you want to play you're going you should be a big contributor for this team and I just want to see if you you want to see him buy in. Because maturity is going to be my biggest thing. I mean, how is he going to act on campus? Is he going to be mature or is he going to be a clown?
1: You, you're right. It's protect your chicken. And My bad. I thought it was yeah, going to get your chickens. My bad. He, That's my fault. Yeah. yeah. That's my fault. Um, I was just going to say strictly defense. Um, he does he And I guess it kind of goes to the maturity, but not really um, in the sense of it's that want to. It seems like he's one of those guys where he's more of a half-court player where he only plays on one side of the court, and that's when his team has the ball. Um, He shows flashes defensively, but he's nowhere near consistent. So I want to see him buy into Coach Beard, kind of like you were talking about with that maturity aspect. But, okay, Mr. Uh, Adding two extra points to everybody's total on the year, uh, how many points are you going to give Joel?
0: I feel bad because I feel like I got. I'm at too many points. I'm just gonna lowball. I'm gonna give him seven and a you half.
1: You can't lowball him. You got to go what you actually feel here.
0: I was. Well, I was gonna say ten, but I feel like seven and a half is. is okay, is so fair. we'll go
1: with plus ten. And then what we'll do? I think we have a good system here. I think you gave two extra points to everybody, almost except for you know Avery Benson who got like two points, right? Mm-hmm. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna subtract. Um, 26 from this. Okay. From whatever the total is. So, right now, you get, you want a 10 for Joel. They're at 96.5. We have not talked about, about Namari Burnett yet. Um, And now here's Namari Burnett, the freshman, one of the most highly touted recruits in Texas Tech history. Holy God, Tobias just thinks that Texas Tech is going to score all the points this year.
0: All Um, the points. (laughs) Only a point they don't score.
1: Yeah. Well, that is true. Um, the guard, 6'4", 195, again, one of the most highly touted recruits ever to come through Texas Tech. I believe he's one of the top five most mm. uh, highly touted recruits in Texas Tech history. Bias, what's one of Amari Burnett's strengths? Uh
0: I think that, I mean, I think scoring. I think he really, really can score. I think he can score on another guy that can score at, um, on all three levels. I want to see how good of a shooter he is because I've been hearing some chatter, but they think that some people think it's fool's goal. I'm not sure. I might be a little bullish on that. I think that, I think that he can shoot. I think that he can. But I want to see if he's if he going to be able to consistently make shots.
1: Yeah, I think he's CJ McCollum kind of player. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a good comparison.
1: Um, but I, my strength for him was going to be his length. I think he's super long, super he's six long. four, but he's got a wingspan of like seven foot, seven feet yeah. or something like that. Something just you can't buy normal t shirts like that, Tobias. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't yeah, buy yeah. normal polos. Like, think about his mom. Like, what the hell does she do? She can't walk into Macy's and get him like a, a button up because his arms would like the, the sleeves on a normal medium shirt would only go to his elbows. Like, what the hell are you supposed to do? If you're Miss Burnett, think of your mother, Namari. My goodness, unbelievable. But, no, that would be my uh, strength. This is Link. And he just likes to get in those passing lanes and wreak havoc. Um, and, you know, he's played with talent his whole life, so I don't really worry about um, having that ego or anything because he's always either had to be, yeah. you know, the first guy, but there's always been um, another really good number two player with him or he's been the number two or three guy, um, especially at Prolific Prep. I forgot the guy's name. Um, Jalen Green. Yeah, there we go. He, he was a top five recruit in the country. Um yeah. decided to go to the G League, and he played with him. So, um, all right, what's his weakness, Spice?
0: Weakness? I think that he's a good playmaker. I do, but I want to see how much better he gets in there because he's not going to be the guy anymore. He's going to be able to distribute the ball. So I would love to see how much of a playmaker that he really is. I think he's going to be able to distribute because that's, that's one thing that's going to get him, I think, playing time, and also people are going to look at it at the next level as well.
1: Yeah, my, I, when I look at Namaari, um there's a lot of things that um, I wouldn't qualify as weaknesses, just more question marks because I haven't seen yeah, it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Because um, I think he's actually a really well-rounded player um, when all said and done. But I would probably say um, – I know you mentioned his playmaking a little bit as a strength. Um, I think it might be a weakness – a little bit
0: no no I was saying I was saying his scoring was a strong I was saying his weakness gonna be a playmaking
1: okay my bad I flipped them in my head yeah. that's my fault yeah I think to a degree you're right because I want to see exactly what he's going to be does he is he more of the two guard is he more at the one is he playing three in the smaller lineups is he handling the ball a lot or is he playing off ball I think there's a lot of different ways he could be used but it feels like a kind of guy that kind of doesn't need the ball all the time but is yeah. better with the ball in his hands
0: because he's one of the, and I know when I'm not trying to talk about draft, because we're so far away from that. We just had another draft. But he's one of those guys – he's in that weird height skill set range because, like, what is he? Is he a point guard or is he a shooting guard? He, he's not tall enough to it's be a – Like – Yeah, so I want to see what is he, and I want to see how much – like, what, like what, what is he going to show? What is he like? What is his skill set going to, you know, really be?
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be really just a true combo guard in every yeah. word, you know? Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, so how many points, Tobias? I'll
0: give him 10 and a half. That's it? I think I.
1: Don't lowball it mean, now. You ain't been lowballing the whole goddamn show. You got to keep going with what you're the, doing. The,
0: the, the, the most I'll give him is 11. That, that, that's, that that's, little? There's not, I don't think he's time up to score more. It's, we're at 100 points now. He, someone's like, like at Remember, some point, we're subtracting
1: we're gonna... 26 because you gave everybody too many two points.
0: Yeah, the I could I could see him topping out at thirteen. I could see him. I, I was think gonna say twelve top. and a
1: half. So I was just trying yeah. To see if I, I could up. see.
0: Him. Yeah, I could see him thirteen. So what's the final
1: number you want me to put down?
0: Put down twelve. Okay,
1: plus twelve. So you think we have one guy left, and we can run through him real quick. I don't think we think he's going to play a lot of minutes this year. Yeah. Um, and maybe he does. Um, at least early on in the year. I don't think he plays a lot in Big Twelve play. Um, yeah. Since this year doesn't count against eligibility, I think he will play a little bit in the first non-conference games and whatnot. Um, Vadislav Golden from Russia, yeah. as you could tell. Um, tell me his strength, Tobias. He's skilled. I think he's a lot more skilled than people think.
0: You know, if you haven't seen him play. He's super, super skilled. He Four-star rack, he can... Yeah, he is. And, you know, his coach, I interviewed his coach a couple of months ago. His coach thinks he's a pro. I mean, he's going to say that. But he thinks he's a pro. He's a lot more skilled than he's super
1: tough. Yeah, I think, um, and obviously this is something that you either have it or you don't—is size. But I think that's a strength because he's the only seven-footer on this team. He's the only guy. If you look at the listing on here, that's above yeah. six-nine. I mean, you think about that. Like, that's an interesting dilemma to have if you're Texas Tech. But you have everybody is basically between six-two and six-eight for you. And then there's just this one guy that's seven-one. So I think yeah. size is a big factor there. Um, but what's his weakness, Wes?
0: Weakness is the um, switchability. I see one thing I'm gonna help him get maybe not this, year, but in the future switchability. You know, teams are gonna get him in a pick and roll, and he's gonna have to switch and guard, guard. Can he get in the stance and at least not hold he's not gonna be able to lock them down, but can he hold his own and make the pass or make it make it a tough pass from maybe get off make him guard him defensively, guard him well and maybe um force him to take a bad shot.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say um he's um very limited in this um kind of scheme that Coach Beard likes to run because it does go back to the switchability that you were talking about. Um but also at the same time I haven't seen him shoot a lot so correct me if I'm wrong um but he doesn't from what I've seen um it doesn't look like he can shoot from more than 12, 13 feet away. Um, and if you remember, Norento Todiase took his game to the next level when he was a big yeah. Tyreek Owens, took his game to the next level when he started to stretch out a little more. I'd love yeah. to see the shooting improve a little bit. Um, but give me the line for him, how many points you got him scoring. Remember, he's probably only going to play like seven, eight games, like a point.
0: Yeah, I think a point.
1: All right, so you, Tobias, you think that Texas Tech is going to score – A hundred and nine and a half points a game. All right. So I think you gave everybody two points too many, except for Golden and Benson. Yeah. So I'm gonna subtract twenty-four. You still have the Red Raiders scoring eighty six points.
0: If I was if I was guessing, I would probably give them like eighty to eighty two ish. That seems high. No, that, that's a freaking lot. That that, that, that that's lot. I
1: would say seventy six feels like a high but good number. Would yeah. Yeah. I. I. Yeah.
0: I would. I would probably. I would probably say so.
1: But but I think that's a testament. And again, th- this was an exercise to see what you think these yeah. guys are off the dome. Like I didn't tell Tobias mm-hmm. we were going to do this, so I think that's a testament to Tobias in the sense of he thinks this offense is going to be pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, I mean, because so last year you had 16 we, – we can, we can round. You had 17 that scored 80 points a game. Gonzaga, Duke, Alabama, which is I didn't know that. LSU, Houston, Baptists, Dayton, and Wright State, who scored 79.9. That was last year.
1: And I'll say this. I don't think Texas Tech scores 80 points a game most because of the defense. Yeah. I
0: don't I, – I, I think, I, I think they'll be top – I mean, based on last year's numbers, I think they'll be top probably forty, fifty in the country in score by like points. yeah I think forty really sounds good.
1: like forty to fifty sounds like a really good number.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I, I'll, I'll say that.
1: Okay, that sounds like a good number. Let's run through the schedule real quick, Tobias. We've talked about it on previous podcasts. Um, we think that Texas Tech goes undefeated in non-conference, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what do you like about this schedule the most? Um, for me, I think it's just, you know, you actually do get tested in the non conference a little bit this year. Yeah. Um, all things considered with COVID. Um, you get Houston and Fort Worth. You also have to travel down to Baton Rouge um, to play um, Sharif Floyd Oof. and all those guys. Um, but I, I think it's a solid schedule for the Red Raiders this year. Obviously, you'd want to play Gonzaga. Covid took that away, but I think all things considered, you have a lot of things to like in the non-conference in terms of, especially when you have a roster what what you have right now, where there's a lot of guys. There's only three guys returning or five guys returning.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think it's I think it's a solid schedule. You know, Sam Houston still they usually keep a decent team. I know they lost a lot of guys from last year, but they do keep a decent team for the most part. You are getting a big test what three games in, which is crazy how you think about they. This That's is Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, which is crazy to me. But, yeah, they, you know, you're, getting, you're going to get a big test on Sunday. Playing, you're playing a good team, you know. So, then, you know, the game after you're playing St. John, St. John, they lost a bunch of transfers too, but they're still, you're still, they're still a, you know, a big East team. They're still going to be, they're going to be a big test. Um, I like the schedule. I think it gives you a couple of you – know, you got a couple of filler out games, but then you get tested immediately. Then you play another good team back-to-back. So, I think, you know, I want to see how they respond. I want to see how I – mean, they're going to get up for the U of H game. U of H is too. And I'm, I'm going to have horrible amounts of money on that game, which is going to be sad. But I think they're going to get up for that game. I'm really excited to see how they look.
1: Yeah. No, I think the non-conference really doesn't scare us in the sense of, okay, that Houston game is a big test. But when you look at how the Big 12 schedule is spaced out for the Red Raiders, right, you start off with Kansas at home, that, that, that'll hit you in the mouth real quick. You know, you'll take notice of that. But after that – I mean, you have four games in a row, in my opinion, that you should be virtually double-digit point favorites in, Um, in terms of Big 12 games. You play Incarnate Ward um, December 29th, which kind of breaks up Big 12 play a little bit. But in the Big 12 sense, you play Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and Iowa State. You should be double-digit favorites, or at least near it, in all those games, Oklahoma being the one that maybe you're only like nine-point favorites yeah no I think I think you, I think you definitely should be double as your favorite
0: in, in those games um I think you also need to go in there and take care of business as well you know you don't you sometimes you know it's hard to get up for every game because because it's only so many times you can get your team up for a game it's not, it's only so many times, but I think that you need to definitely go in there and take care of business and leave no doubt,
1: yeah, and again, we think they go undefeated all the way up to Kansas. Do you think they win that first Kansas game? <sighs> Obviously, a lot of things can change we're talking right now it's Tuesday, November
0: twenty fourth. Do I are we play playing in Lubbock? Uh I think I think we I think we could sting them that game. Yeah, I think, I we think won't they
1: split. I think they split. Yeah, I think they
0: split. Yeah, I don't think we beat them in long. I think you could beat them in at home though.
1: So you have them starting at 8 0. You have them beating Oklahoma at Oklahoma? Yeah. Nine and 10 and oh, because they beat Ward. Um, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State at home. Tough, but yes. 11-0. They beat Kansas State. That's 12-0. Iowa State? At Iowa State? Yeah. 13-0. They go down to Texas. This is the first true test on the road for them, in my opinion. They win this game?
0: You know how I feel about Texas.
1: Um, 14-0. So you have them at 14-0 going into the Baylor game at home. That will be a Saturday. That will be college game day. Period. End of story. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. no. Do you have them what, beating Baylor?
0: What what, what, what what do you think Tech? What do you think Baylor will be? Not Baylor. Tech will be ranked if they if that's if that's what they are. Two.
1: The only two yeah. about them will be Gonzaga. <laughs> no, they're gonna
0: be very very high. They're gonna be very very high. And,
1: and, and this isn't even me biased. Like when we first saw the schedule, this is what I said. Like I haven't changed my tune on this, and yeah. it seems like you haven't either. Like I I legitimately think if you beat Houston. I think you beat Kansas, and then I think after that, it's not a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination, but, but it's you a lot should of be double-digit here. favorites and you should win those damn games.
0: Yeah. Then I want to see if the Oklahoma State game is. Mean, we will know if they're eligible for the tournament, but at least we should. Not saying they won't care, but what is their motivation like? Not saying we go up there and that's what we play at home and roll them, but if they know we can't go to the tournament anyway. How do they even feel? You see what Sharif Cooper is doing at Auburn. I don't know if Cade Cunningham will do it. I don't think well, he's that we type know of...
1: why. We know what Sharif Cooper is doing in Auburn. We know why. Yeah, Tobias. yeah, yeah getting... but I mean, he might. We 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 can't say why. I almost yeah. did right there, yeah. but we know why. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just it's just you know. I don't think Cade will do the same thing, but it's just like what is his what is
1: his motivation? Sure. What is their motivation? Okay, so this Baylor game. At that point, the Red Raiders are three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Fourteen or fifteen. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen and oh. Yeah. You think they beat Baylor?
0: I think they got I think the the Rams on the parade. I think they lose that game.
1: Okay, so fourteen and one. At TCU, that's a win fifteen and one. At home against Iowa State, they win that one. That's sixteen and one. They go to West Virginia at sixteen and one.
0: It's gonna be an ugly game. It's gonna be horribly, horribly ugly. On a Monday. That's going to be ugly. They're going to do a lot of fouling. Um,
1: I think West Virginia wins that game.
0: I, I think, I think, I think when they get cl- close, I think they sure. win it.
1: Sixteen and two. Beat LSU down in Baton Rouge.
0: They'll beat them. It'll be closer than people think.
1: Seventeen and two. Oklahoma home game. I think that's a win. Yeah, they beat them. Beat Kansas State. So what are we looking at? Eighteen and two. Yeah. You beat West we beat Virginia, Virginia at home. I think because I think that's a split situation. Yeah, that's 19 and two. You lose at Baylor, 19 and three. You beat TCU at home, so you're at 20 and three right now, or 21 and three. I'm sorry, yeah, you lose to Kansas, so you're at 21 and four. And now, do you split these next two games?
0: That three game stretch at the end is going to be interesting to me because you played two of the three games on the road um you're playing what playing three games in a week so i want to see how one mentally where are they going to be like you have to get you have to get up for three of these games oklahoma state depending on what's going on with them they're going to get up for those games and they're sure. going to be trying to play football, like one and then the last game of the season against texas that could determine where, where you could be that could be you know three and four right there you know I mean, that, could
1: be, that could, be, you. could be
0: a championship game for yeah, you It could a championship game yeah if you win that game you could win you could or at least share a piece or share a pie of um, the Big 12 title. So I think they lose Kansas. They beat Oklahoma State close. I'm talking like a point. And I think they take care of business at home against UT. If they were on the road against UT, I think they would lose. But they're, since they're at home, we're
1: going to pick Tech. Yeah, I have a splitting. Um, okay. I think they, I think they go 13-5 and five, um, in the Big 12.
0: 13 okay that's fair
1: that's what I think right there so I think think overall they go 22 and 5
0: I think I might have had the same thing on our little article you do today you You
1: do um but we had to talk through that exercise to see what we were talking about in terms of what games we think but I think really the games that I'm most scared of on this whole schedule and again these are the obvious ones the the Kansas on the road and Baylor on the road okay so I'm not even going to talk about those um That game on January 25th in Morgantown, West Virginia, after you have to play at home, don't know what the time is yet, on January 23rd, and then you have to travel halfway across the country, change time zones, that's an L in my opinion. If Coach Beard can get them up for that game and they're ready to go on January 25th. That's Tucker.
0: Now That's Tucker. You have a day of rest.
1: Yeah. Not even. They have to travel.
0: Yeah, not even. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I I think that's going to be tough. I think that game is going to be very telling about Texas Tech. If they win that game, I think on January 26th, that Tuesday, I'm picking them to win the Big 12 title.
0: And what thing about that game is that is a perfect game for West Virginia to just muck it up because, you know, you're going to be tired. We just played a game against Iowa State. If we can just get physical, they figure we can just get physical with them and just make the game in the 50s. Early, I mean, low 60s, that's what they're going to want. That's what they're going to try and do. Just 100%. give it to Big O and Culver down and run some high-low action. I can see it.
1: No, absolutely. I, I agree. That's what I think they do as well. So let's move on to that article that you referenced, Tobias, on GunsUpNation.com. You can check out some great stuff on there on the site, GunsUpNation.com. We got a few of our writers, including Tobias and myself, to talk about it. Tobias, we'll save ours for um, the end so we can uh, – finish off the show with our predictions, but let's start off with a couple guys. we got Andrew McCleary here. He's one of our good writers. He has Texas tech. And I think I should tell you, I think I should tell everybody um, what we asked our writers to put on there Um, predicted record, overall record in big 12, where will tech finish in the big 12 tournament Mm -hmm. seed and prediction, Texas tech player of the year, a bold prediction. And then just their overall thoughts on the Texas tech season. So Andrew starts us off. He has them going 21-6, and 12-6 in the Big 12. He has them finishing third, only behind Baylor and Kansas in that order. The tournament seed he has for Texas Tech is a four seed, but he has Texas Tech in the final four. He has Texas Tech player of the year being Mac McClung, and then his mm-hmm. bold prediction, and this is kind of going to the Ken Palm rating and everything, Tobias. Three Big 12, three Big 12 teams, excuse me, Make the final four, Baylor, Kansas, and Texas Tech.
0: The only reason why I don't think that they're going to have someone going to play each other, they would have to. Some, someone would play each other at some point, I think, before it even got to that point. That is the only reason why I would disagree with the three teams going to the big. Maybe. Some, I mean,
1: it's one of those things where I think we could agree Baylor and Kansas being one season wouldn't shock anybody no and then no. if they put tech in the one of the opposite brackets and they're a three seed it could happen
0: it, 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 yeah but no, theoretically it can happen it's just we, we've we never seen that sure that,
1: that's why it's bold
0: yeah there you yeah, know no you're right that's why it's bold it's just if that happened lord i mean god you need like a 60 or a 60 minute special with that because i that that would be crazy
1: yeah, and then he went on to go talk about his overall thoughts, how Coach Beard developed this program and um, really kind of changed everything and how eight the eight the athletic um, article, I don't know if you've seen that, Tobias, about mm-hmm. they uh, interviewed 18 players from the conference on various questions in the league. Oh, and, you know, the coach you'd most like to play for is Coach Beard um, with eight votes and then Texas Tech having the best home court advantage and everything like that. So when we move on, Now, Trent Wyckoff, another guy that writes for us on the site, does amazing work. Um, He has Texas Tech going 23-4 overall, 14-4 in Big 12 play. They finished second in the Big 12, only behind Kansas, not Baylor. The tournament seeding for the Red Raiders will be a two-seed, and they will make it to the Final Four. He as well has the Tech Player of the Year being Mack McClung in his bold prediction – is Texas Tech will lead the Big 12 in blocks?
0: Mm. That's, it's bold. That, that, that's interesting. I, mean, I think it's possible because you can see some of these wings, these go get, go gadget go wings, get a block each. Yeah. The, 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 there you go. You, you could, it can happen. I would
1: probably pick West Virginia because you got a big old guy. Yeah, that's everything. why I would, I would too. Um, yeah. And then he concluded his part by saying Texas should contend for the Big 12 title even what looks like another dogfight of a year in the best conference in basketball. And don't be surprised if a few of the top three teams end up playing each other again in the NCAA tournament. So a little bit of what we were talking about right there, but that was from Trent. Um, Andrew said that three big 12 teams will make the final four. Now we move on to Trevor who writes the football previews and prediction for us on the site. He has Texas tech with an overall record of 22 and five. 13 and 5 in Big 12 play. He says they'll finish second behind Kansas. Tournament seed, he says Texas Tech will be a two seed, and he says at minimum they'll go to the Sweet 16. Texas Tech player of the year will be Shannon Jr. And then his bold prediction this one's hot. This is a hot, bold prediction. (laughs) Baylor is no higher than a four seed in the NCAA tournament.
0: What is his beef with with, with Baylor?
1: Maybe his ex-girlfriend went there. I don't know.
0: Maybe, probably. I
1: don't know. There's a lot of reasons not to like Baylor. But um, this is what he ends his section on. While the hot, while the hype and expectations are high as they've ever been, it's important to keep in mind just how hard it is to make a deep tournament run any given year. This season should be viewed as a success by advancing to the second weekend and anything after that being the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. I agree with that in a sense. It's deep, It's hard to make those tournament runs, man.
0: No, no, it's hard. And I I even think this year, to be honest, I think you're gonna see a mid major go to the final four this year. I you think could. I think you might I think you mind looking at like northern uh, northern Iowa, I'm looking at Richmond.
1: Sure. I would counter that point by saying that maybe because of the COVID issues though, that mid majors don't make deep tournament runs because they don't have the depth to compete with some of these bigger schools like a Texas Tech, a Baylor, a Kansas. Um Maybe they get hit by the COVID bug and just at the wrong time. and Or maybe not. Maybe it's the complete opposite. Who knows at this point? Um, but I think that's something to think about in the sense of depth is going to be a huge factor this year for every team in Division One basketball.
0: Yeah. I think, I, mean, I think, like I said, I think the teams that have some of the biggest depth are going to be the ones that last longer. I think Tech is one of the deepest teams in the country, if not the deepest. So I think, God forbid, someone gets sick or, or God forbid an injury or anything happens. But, I think this will play very well for them in the scenario that we're going through right now.
1: Agreed. All right, now we got Keith. His overall record for the Red Raiders is twenty-four and three. He has them going fifteen and three in conference and finishing second behind Baylor. The tournament seeding and prediction he has is a two seed for Texas Tech in a loss in the Elite Eight. He has the Tech Player of the Year. Him and I discussed this. He was kind of flipping a coin between two guys. One was Terrence Shannon, and the other was Mac McClung. And he ended up going with Mac McClung. And then his bold prediction, and this one's this one's got a little bit of heat to it too, Tobias. Um, Texas Tech will at least have one player drafted in the top five of the NBA draft in 2021. If that was it would have to
0: be Shannon. hundred percent. And I think he would not that he's not capable. He would have to go absolutely insane. He would this, this have quiet.
1: to he would have to add three extra points a game
0: to what Culver did. Because I because I mean at the minimum two of guys in the G League, they're gonna go in the top like three. It's both. So, That's why we have it out
1: there. No, it's both. It's both. All right. So let's answer these Twitter questions real quick, Tobias. We got three right now. And then once we do that, we will give our predictions and then wrap this up, this marathon basketball episode that we've been hyping up for what seems like a month, maybe even plus now. A lot longer. Yeah. Okay, so let's answer these uh, Twitter questions. This one comes in from at KingEO underscore. Good uh, friend of the show. Solid mm. Twitter guy, even if he is a Texan fan. Um Y'all should uh, give your predictions on the starting lineup and also talk about how Beard will manage playing time with all the players on this year's team. So let's answer that first question, Tobias. Who is going to start on Wednesday?
0: I think Silva and Shannon are probably guaranteed. Those are the two. I think Kyler will start three. I think um, I know. I know. I'm. I know. I'm forgetting. So I think Mac um, Mac going to start four, and then the fifth one. I want to put a freshman in there bad, but I don't think they're going to do it at first. I'm probably going to – Joel's not going to start. I'll go go with the – I'll go with the first. I'll put a little Namari in there. I don't know if he will, though.
1: I agree with everything you said except for Namari. I think it's going to be Kevin McCuller. Okay. That's from what I've been hearing, that Kevin McCuller Mm -hmm. is going to start this year. Um, I'm playing 20
0: minutes a game, I'll tell you that. But go ahead.
1: We didn't. We didn't bet 20 minutes a game. We said 17.25. Do not get that twisted on that Chick Fil A bet. I know you're going to try and cheat it. Do not be trying to <laughs> cheat. Okay. Do not be trying to cheat that. I will go back and check the records. We know what podcast this is going to be too, because it's mm, going to be two yeah. and a half hours long. There's no yeah. way we can't find it. Um, okay. So how will Beard manage playing time with all the players on this year's team?
0: Um, I think it's gonna be stubborn. You know, I think he's gonna continue the spurts thing, but I think it's also gonna be who's having that night, who's having a good night. I think it's gonna be kind of hard to take out a guy who's having a good night. So I think the guys are gonna have to buy in. You know, if, if you know Shannon is going off or having a good game, or if Mac is having a good game, your minutes you, you might get cut this game. It doesn't mean it's gonna be like that for the rest of the season. But I think it's just gonna be biggest on Manjunigal. But I think you're probably gonna see at first three, five minutes spurts, and we'll probably go from there.
1: I, I agree. I really do think there's going to be a lot of subbing at media timeouts. Yeah. yeah for to sure. get guys running, especially early on. And then once yeah. we get close to the big yeah. 12 play, I think it's going to be cut down to an eight, nine man roster. And then we'll move forward from there. Yeah. Um, this one comes in from miles underscore Salazar 17, a fellow KTXT guy. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see Namari developing into a Keenan Evans type player? And what role do you see Tyreek playing on both sides of the ball? Let's start with that Keenan Evans question first, Tobias. What kind of player do you see Namari developing into, and will it be a Keenan Evans type player?
0: I don't even know if he'll be here long enough for us to even see that. <laughs> Personally, I don't think I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be here long. I, I, I don't think he'll be here long. I would. The max I think he'll be here two years, but I think he definitely has the talent to do so. I think he can even be um overall talent. While I think he's. I think he's better talent-wise, for sure. I think that he could be better. He won't have the stats or the numbers to back it up. But I think that he can do Keenan-like things. I even think you'll see him get more involved, um, like assisting players as well.
1: I think he uh, picked the wrong guy in terms of developing into Keenan Evans. The guy that's going to develop into Keenan Evans is Kyler Edwards, mm. um, at least in my opinion, um, in the terms of he just doesn't give an F.
0: Yeah, he's going to score.
1: Um, I'm going to score, and I'll do it right in your face, too. Um, All right, and what role do you see Tyreek playing on both sides of the ball? I think we talked about a little bit earlier in the show that we see Tyreek playing kind of that Tyreek Owens um, kind of role where he's just going to try and block everything, which could be a detriment but also a Mm -hmm. huge positive. But let's just talk about the offensive side of the ball. What kind of player do you see him being? He's going to be a rim
0: runner. He's going to be really involved in the pick and roll, off the ball screens and things like that. He's going to be asked to re-offense rebound at a high level and go catch those lobs at a high level. I know Beard, he likes, especially at a timeout, he likes to run that lob, one of those lob players early. I think you're going to see him and Shannon probably get most of those um, chances.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a good call. And I think he's probably going to play a Zach Smith type role on offense where, you know, that rim runner that you're talking about, go get us some high electric dunks that get the crowd back into it or the team uh, gets the momentum again. But I also could see him shooting, you know, from 10 to 12 feet, maybe once or twice a game. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the last one comes from Keith at Keith Donahue. Um, He writes for us on the site. Ceilings and floors for the top players on the roster. So let's just keep it to three, Tobias. Um, Let's just talk about Shannon, Mac, and then who do you want to put at third? Silver. Okay. So, I'll take Shannon. Um, okay. The floor is he's the Big 12 Player of the Year. The floor? Oh, the, the ceiling. I'm sorry. I went the wrong way. I am going to say the floor. Yeah. No, that's the floor. And then the ceiling yeah. is he's LeBron. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, the ceiling is he is the Big 12 Player of the Year. Um, he averages 18 and a half, 7.5, So the ceiling for Terrence Shannon is Big 12 Player of the Year. He averages 18.5 points a game. Um, I'd probably say eight rebounds, four-and-a-half assists, two-and-a-half blocks, and Keith might be right. He's a top-five pick in the NBA mm-hmm. draft at that mm-hmm. point. Um, the floor, I think he's a versatile defender who can bring energy on offense, and he averages nine-and-a-half four-and-a-half rebounds, two assists, and a steal. I think that's the floor for him.
0: Um, for me, with Mac, I think that, you know, the floor for him is – he'll probably give you I'll probably he'll probably give you, like, nine-and-a-half, ten points a game. I think that he'll just be – just a mainly used on offense. He'll probably be stuffed down in key defensive situations and things like that. His ceiling, I mean, his, his ceiling is – I think mean, he averaged what I say, around 12-and-a-half to 14 points a game. His shooting – um, improves tremendously and he'll be a big major call for why this team makes a deep tournament run. I also think he'll be a, um, one of the better leaders on this team as he's one of the older players
1: on the team as well. And Marco Cento Silva, I think the ceiling for him is second team, all big 12. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of those guys where he could, you know, arguably be the second best big man in the conference. Um, yeah. I think there's potential for that. Um, The floor is he's Noren Zodiase on the national championship team. Yeah. He's a yeah, solid yeah. man that's going to, you know what he is and he doesn't do much else, but damn it. You love to have him. I think that's really what his floor is. Um, we appreciate the questions. Again, you can go uh, follow us. You can go follow us. I should say at guns up voice on Twitter and then at guns up nation. You can follow Tobias at Tobias underscore bass and myself at RC three, two, three, but Tobias it's the final one, man. Here we go. We've got through this Megalodon episode <laughs> of the Guns Up Nation podcast. I will let you go first. Go ahead and spill your guts when it comes to the article today um, and let the people know.
0: well um, um man I think as far as my bold prediction is I think that uh this bold prediction I think this team will go to the final four. I think this team has enough to win the national championship this year. I think they do I think they have everything you want. They have talent, they have good size, they have guys that can shoot and score. They have one of the best coaches in the country. I don't think they have I think they have more. It's going to be kind of hard to find negatives with this team. Now, I guess the biggest thing would be chemistry. There are a lot of guys coming around, new pieces, new parts from veteran young guys and freshmen, but if these guys can Come together and bond in jail, which I think Beard will definitely have them doing. I don't see why this team can't go to the Final Four, the minimum, the Sweet 16.
1: And Tobias has the overall record being 22 and five, 13 and five in Big 12 play, finishing second in the conference, tied with Kansas. Tournament seeding, he has him as a three seed, and as he mentioned, the Final Four Elite Eight team. He has Terrence Shannon Jr. being Texas Tech's Player of the Year, and then his bold prediction that he has on the site is three or four players will be drafted in this team in this year's teams makes the final four. So he has three or four tech players getting drafted in 2021 in the yep. NBA draft. Um, and this year team make the final four. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. My, see, I didn't go with a, like a, on my bold prediction, I didn't go with a team one. Mm. Um, Mine was kind of different, but, I'll go with my stuff real quick. Um, overall record, Tobias and I have the same 22-5, and 13-5, great minds think alike. Um, we do differ in the sense of the Big 12 finish. I think they finished third behind both Baylor and Kansas in that order. I think they are a tournament three seed, as Tobias said, and I do as well think they go to the Elite Eight, Final Four, that kind of game, in that kind of situation. Um, I have Terrence Shannon Jr. as the player of the year. For Texas Tech and I also have him as a first team all big 12 member and I do think he is a lottery pick in next year's draft I think he averages Tobias gave his averages I think Terrence Shannon jr averages 17 and a half eight uh seven and a half rebounds no let's not go that high 17 and a half, seven rebounds four assists a game plus a steal and a half a game and I do think he is a top 10 pick like I said in next year's draft my bold prediction is and, and this might come as a shock to some. I don't know if it's quite bold enough to bias, but I mean, if you look at the percentages for this guy, it's pretty damn bold. Um, I have Mac McClung shooting higher than thirty-eight and a half percent from three this year.
0: Jeez, that's high. Yes, that's 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 one for of the reference.
1: Better- for reference, Ramsey and Davide shot over forty percent last year. Yeah. Ramsey shot 43% and Davide shot 41
0: If If he shoots 38%. 38 and a half shoot, or higher.
1: 38 and
0: a, Yeah, if he shoots that, he's, he's for sure getting drafted.
1: Yeah, I high think it happens.
0: Round. High second round.
1: Well, I think – I mean, Mac's one of those guys that gets drafted, right?
0: Not not I I mean, he's about- definitely one of the guys that, yeah, he gets drafted. But if he's shooting that high, he, he's, what, he's, he a, he's a junior, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna be a high like 31, 32 second round. That's that's sick. He can increase like that. That's a lot.
1: Catch and shoot shots. There's playmakers on this team. He's Tobias Bass. You can follow him at Tobias underscore bass on Twitter. I'm RC Maxwell. You can follow me at RCMB323. Be sure to go head over to the website, gunsupnation.com. Follow Guns Up Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It is 1215 in the morning right now. Tobias and I want to go to sleep. We will yeah, catch yeah. y'all next time. Enjoy it, Texas Tech fans. The wait is over. The Red Raider season is here. And Best time have, of the year. And you have three basketball games in five days. Enjoy. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Wear a mask. And please stay safe. We'll catch y'all next time here on the Guns Up Nation podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the podcast hosts and do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tech University or its affiliates. Visit our website at GunsUpNation.com for more Texas Tech news. Thanks again and Guns Up.